feel like everybody's right and everybody's wrong. 100%. Why is this important? Why are we even going here? He's helped a lot of guys. He's also not had success with a lot of guys. Come in with a purpose, and they're very intentional with what they do and how they do it. From the majors to the sandlot, baseball and softball share space in one place. Welcome to the farm system. Fellas, fellas, fellas. And the ladies. I didn't forget, Nicole. No Don't hesitate. worry. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of The Farm. We are back. Code, I have a funny start, story to open up with. Right, I've been waiting ahead. for this one go for ahead. a couple weeks. Hit me with it. So this was a couple weeks ago. So I was in there. I got my, my nephew, right? So I just want you guys to go visual on this. So this has nothing to do with anything we're going to talk about on the podcast. I'm just going to open with this <laughs> funny story. So so uh, I had my little nephew, right? Um, my, my, my little nephew, you know, is going into, going into second grade now, you know, doing his thing. And uh, uh, anyways, we're in the kitchen and he, you know, he's like straight boy. Like he, he likes to spar with me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like we be doing, you know, I'd be shadow boxing yeah. with him in the kitchen. Right. So we're shadow boxing in the kitchen. Right. We're over there shadow boxing with him. I, in my head go, I've been practicing my, like my right hand uppercut from the back, like Conor McGregor straight from the back. Mm. Right. So I'm like, I'm going to, I'm going to do this little thing on the, my little homie. Right. Oh my goodness. So I throw this uppercut, wind it up, right? Wind it up, throw this uppercut, stop. I throw the uppercut, he headbutts my fist, <laughs> headbutts my fist, pop him right in the eye, pow, pop him right in the eye. My dude immediately straight tro crocodile tears, immediately, right? And then he's like, he's like, you punched me in the head, you punched me in the head. And I just had this, I just had this moment. And I literally, I don't know if this was good or bad, but literally the first thought I had was, I'm going to talk about this on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> is it the same one that got hit with the firework that one year? Not no, like, my younger oh, his little brother. Say, I was like, my man's got some bad luck. No, no, no. It was hilarious. And he was mad at me for like two days. And then the next thing uh, I know, he was FaceTiming me, yeah. uh, FaceTiming me being my little homie. But he, he told me I wasn't his uncle. You know what I'm saying? I had to go through that whole cycle. You, know, uh, you ain't my uncle no more. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? But uh, funny. we're shadow boxing. And I, my man definitely like, whoo. You know what I'm saying? Just headbutted my 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 my, my uh, uppercut from from the back seat. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I winded that thing. Yeah, up. He was he was just trying to you know get some leverage and muffle your punch was all he was trying to do. I guess so. I, you know he thought he was gonna hit me with the forehead <laughs> and I got him in the eyeball. You know what I'm saying? Just the timing was just a little off. Classic. But um, so first off, I was today years old. I don't know if you saw the Instagram going crazy earlier. I was uh, I started this uh, I started this uh, broadcast channel on IG. I really don't know how they like work, mm. but I thought it was kind of just a I thought it was just going to be uh, kind of like a big group chat, right? Like mm. kind of like how it is on, on Twitter, yeah, Twitter, right? So I was thinking about like how it was going to be on Twitter and I'm like, okay, everybody can just mention, you know, put comments in there, all these other things. So I'm like asking questions in there, all these things. Everybody's like responding to it uh, with like uh, responding to the message with like laughter or hearts or whatever, mm. right? All the things. And, but nobody's like responding with comments, right? And I've asked like multiple questions. We're on like, we're like three questions in and I'm mm. like, why is nobody responding? Yeah. So I literally put in there this morning. I put in there uh, this morning and I was like, oh, so y'all ain't going to say nothing, huh? <laughs> Just like threw it in there, right? And then I get 30 DMs like, pow, all, all these people, they're like, bro, we can't respond in the chat because you have yeah, to yeah. be a moderator to respond. I, was, I didn't know. I didn't, I had no idea. Like I have too many platforms. I don't know how all this stuff works. So anyways, so everybody's like DMing me like, yo, we can't respond. Like we'd love to respond. And then I figured it out. I'm like, okay, well, like, can I add, you know, from the members, like, can I add X, Y, and Z? They only mm -hmm. let you have so many moderators. Anyways, I'm still figuring it out. So somebody's like, you started Discord, da, 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 da. But I just threw in there today. I was like, me and Cody are about to do, um, me and Cody are going to do a, a podcast, like shoot me DMs mm -hmm. um, with like, uh, with 
some topics. So we have, uh, we had a couple, I had quite a few uh, DMs about different topics. And so I want to bring some of these up. So um, let me see. Man, oh yeah, I got, dang, I got, I got a whole, we got, we got, we got podcasts for days. My boy Tanky Ready, he said, I heard questions, yeah, I heard DMs, tanky, tanky let me get in on this. Yeah, I got, I got, I got ones for days. All right, so let's see. All right, Christian Lara, I think this is how you say his last name. All right. Hey, what's up, man? I appreciate you having me uh, in this thread. I wanted to ask, as hitters, what are good drills for decision-making? For example, the amount of time I have as a hitter for when I'm when a breaking ball or off-speed uh, speed breaks. Obviously, pitches will break early and late, but on average, where do you where do these pitches break? Mm. I just I just clicked on a random one. I haven't read yeah. it beforehand, so I got like twenty of them at least in here. So we got mm. questions on questions on questions. Maybe we should start doing podcasts. Like yeah, that. anyway, that's a, that's a but, good question. I yeah. mean, I, I think there's a lot of different methods, um, but I mean, immediate, immediately my mind, if you're thinking of drills, is like stuff to work on direction. You know, so you have time to make decisions. Like if you have pretty good direction, uh, you know, you're you're in the zone for a long period of time and um, a pretty good path. Um, you know, you don't have to cheat to pitches and be so, uh, you know, early on your decision making. So you have time to make those decisions as well. And then um, also too, you know, some stride stuff, you know, if you're pushing, um, you know, lunging, you know, kind of leaping out at the ball, you know, that can affect some decision making, some timing as well. But, um, you know, right off the jump, that's definitely where my brain goes. I mean, I know, you know, we can definitely dive into particulars, but um, yeah. what do you think? Yeah, no, I think, uh, you know, again, a good part, like you said, like the, I think one of the big things is most people make bad decisions uh, when they have to make them faster, mm -hmm. right? The faster you need to make a decision with less information, you're not going to make great decisions, right? Mm -hmm. So as a, um, again, let's say business owner, as a, you know, as anything, right? As a parent, as a, uh, you got to make a decision about anything, right? Mm -hmm. Tank when he's making his decisions, right? If he has more information to go off of, more context, more things like that, um, more ball flight information, right? More spin that you're able to see uh, for longer, you're going to make better decisions mm -hmm. in general. Now, you could obviously overanalyze and blah, 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 but in general, right? If we have a longer time to decide, right? To decide, it's, it's a lot easier if I see the ball starting to break rather than having to swing before, you know, right, you know, right out of the hand, right? If I'm cheating on Chapman's fastball or something like that, right? Um, and that's why when guys throw hard, it makes it um, harder to hit off them and makes their breaking balls like not as, um, mm -hmm. we talk about this all the time, right? But it makes it hard to hit the breaking balls. Like when Chapman first came into the league, right? His slider was not very good. He didn't even have his split finger yet. Um, and so, you know, again, guys were just swinging cause he's throwing so hard. Yeah. And so he could have an average slider out of the same arm slot and he's just tunneling and it makes it mm -hmm. hard for there. So like, I think when guys are really focused on a swing decision stuff, that's usually because they have a swing that can, has to be perfectly on time and mm -hmm. doesn't cover multiple planes. Um, and some of those things there. Um, the other topic though, uh, that I would bring up with it though, I think it's another thing of not understanding one, some of the game planning knowing where you are and what count like for example if you last at bat your first at bat you hit a jack on a first pitch fastball you're probably not getting a fastball yeah your next at bat right so let's say you know he's got a slider right mm -hmm. especially as you get to the upper levels you should have scouting reports on guys mm -hmm. and also too if not your scouting report is watching him warm up watch what he's doing with his hand right is he signaling that he's throwing a slider is he signaling he's throwing a curve watch him in the bullpen before the game it, what pitches is he practicing is he doing change up does he have a split does he have a cut like what is those things right and also too is someone faced him from another team that you know that he's already faced, you could 
DM somebody on the team and be like, yo, like we're facing John next week. Like mm -hmm. da, 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 like, you know, like what did you see from him when you guys faced him? I saw that you went three for four off him last week. Like, mm -hmm. you know, what pitches does he have? What, how did you hunt him? All those things, right? You can do that as a college student, even if you don't have a scouting report. Um, and then when you know what he's throwing and you're hunting those things in, in certain counts, right? Like if it's a count right there where it's like, okay, he's going to, let's say I know sliders coming. Well, I know where it needs to start. Mm. Right. And, and that was a big thing. I was talking about that with a pro guy the other day. This is really good at, you know, not swinging and missing at balls out of the zone. And I was like, Hey, like what's a big thing for you? And why do you think that you're, you're so good at this? And he was just like, I just know where it needs to start. Right. Like if it comes out of his hand, if I know that this is like right now I'm hunting slider. Right. Um, and I know he's coming back with a breaking ball. Right. I know that again, it has to start in this, in this area. Right. And it's like, um, that saying of you're trying to hit everything. Like, you're you're hitting nothing right your, your approach is to hit nothing it's the same thing it's like i should be hunting you're not trying to hit everything in all zones at all mm -hmm. times even with two strikes like you shouldn't be doing that right so i think to me when i look at that as like more of a mindset and what you're doing also pre-game and then in game you got to know like with that in those counts like where do i need it to start and then learn how to pitch eliminate and then again we could do a whole podcast oh, like yeah. breaking all those things down be a whole topic but just like one off the top of my head that's kind of mm -hmm. my, my initial thought you got anything to add yeah we no play? i mean i yeah. think game planning is huge is uh i mean playing uh different levels of, of baseball i mean you've seen like high school we had no scouting reports college you get a little bit you know i'm sure at the highest level in college i mean they get pretty in-depth with some uh you know tendencies and some pitch charts and i'm sure at the professional level it's you know even more in-depth to the point where it's like most people probably can't even fathom but um, you know, just having general tendencies is, uh, you know, picking up on tendencies and little stuff too. It's like, you know, uh, in particular, I don't off the top of my head, like if I see, uh, you know, the infield shade, a little pull side, I'm like, okay, I'm probably thinking something's a little bit slower coming. They expect me to be out front, mm -hmm. you know, or something is like, okay, that starts to tell me what I need to expect. And, you know, uh, again, you're up at the, the, the plate, but you're analyzing the whole situation for what it is. It's like, yeah. You know, runner on second base, runner in scoring position, you know, uh, you know, tie ball game or something like, uh, you know, top of the lineup, middle of the lineup guy, like generally speaking, you know, not going to get a ton of great pitches with first base open. If you're a threat, you know, in the middle of the lineup with a runner in scoring position, like they're probably going to try to get you to chase something at some point, whether it be first pitch or, you know, second pitch is like understanding too. like, they're not giving you a fastball down the middle with a runner on second base. You yeah. know, he, he doesn't want to yeah, yeah. Right. If he does, it's, you know, a mistake or yeah. should be, um, you know, and so just expecting yeah. that too, is like, you know, uh, you, you don't have to be right, but if you expect, you know, generally that type of approach, you know, as a whole, I think that the at bat, um, in the macro, maybe not that particular at bat, but if you look at a, a whole season with that thought process, I think you're going to be, you're going to lean on the side of more success. Well, I, and, and also the biggest thing, and I'll give Popo a shot right now too, like Popo, uh, again, was T Taylor's grandfather, used to tell me this all the time, like, Joe, you know how you hit the slider? I'd be like, how? Hit the fastball before or after it. Mm. Like, and in general, guys, like, you get to the pro level, guys are throwing their curveball at 50%. Mm. Lower levels, that's not Different. the chance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The problem is, is the reason you're you're swinging and missing and you're like, man, I got to hit the curveball, bro, you already missed the fastball. Yeah. You hit a foul ball on the fastball you were supposed to hit, or you hooked it foul, uh, you know, like, you know, again, it could be straight back. It could be the e either side. You weren't on time. You took because, you know, it locked you up or whatever, right? And you weren't hunting that. I think in general, like, again, usually the best hitters that I've worked with are all hunting fastball down the middle. Right. Right. And the reason that works, it sounds simple, but almost in every count, they're hunting fastball down the middle because, again, that makes you not expand out the zone. And you're way less likely 
um, again, w when they have a really good swing and they're not, they're not trying they're, they I got a good pitch to hit and put a good swing on it. Right. They have a good swing that covers multiple zones up to like, you know, 10 miles an hour. Right. Uh, at least right. Like within their swing, they're in the zone for a long time. When you're in and out of the zone and your swing is terrible, like your swing decisions are also going to be terrible mm -hmm. as well. And also too, that you stack that with approach and all these other things. Any, anytime I have a young kid that has a really sophisticated approach at a young age, um, it's not like necessarily, it's not a bad thing, but also at the same time, typically that happens out of like a uh, place where I usually know that their swing probably isn't too good. Mm -hmm. Um, is because they have to have this really sophisticated approach to even hit when, you know, pitchers at that level are not good. Mm -hmm. And also too, it's really hard to have a very sophisticated approach when the guy on the mound isn't even thinking, mm -hmm. right? Like a lot of the guy on the mound mm -hmm. is literally trying to throw a strike. Yeah. He can't, the 15 year old can't place a middle way fastball over and over and over and over and over again. Again, this you want to know how I'm, I'm thinking about this too. Okay, major league major league pitchers, major league pitchers. I think on average miss uh, something like 15 inches. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, that's a major league pitcher, right? Mm -hmm. If you you know the most common pitch that's thrown to Mike Trout, a fastball down the middle. The most common pitch that Mike Trout sees the whole season mm -hmm. is a fastball down the middle. They're not trying to do that to Mike Trout, right? right? Like they just do it the most, right? And if you go look at that for most hitters, like pitchers miss down the middle all the time, yeah. right? So again, you're not going to go 10 for 10. Mm -hmm. If you hammer, like for example, if you just hit every fastball that is down the middle for the whole season, you're going to hit pretty good. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is you're going to miss a lot of those mm -hmm. because you don't move consistent enough. You're not going to be on time, all yeah. these other things. And it's caused a lot of issues. Okay. Sure. Moving on. Um, I think his name is Elm. It's E-L-Y-M. I'm just going to go Elm, right? Elm Young. He asked this question uh, or he put this in there. He want, he said that we should talk about hitting velo, right? Um, you know, we talk about this kind of, we did decision making, but I think hitting velo is obviously a, a common mm -hmm. thing. It's like, okay, how, how do I hit guys that throw hard? What do you got? Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah, uh, well, you know, shameless plug. I think, um, I think too, how people try to create speed um, with their body versus with their barrel at times, and I think it's a perception. And so, um, shameless plug on the heavy balls. I think it's a really mm -hmm. big feel for a lot of hitters to understand. Um, you know, if I'm going to catch up to something, or I'm going to uh, get more of the force I am creating into the ball, uh, how I go about it isn't necessarily by increasing you know, the velocity or speed in different segments of my body necessarily all the time mm. as it is actually decelerating the the different segments and getting that speed into the barrel. Um, and so like a lot of times too, um, you know, some of our guys that struggle with VLO off the machine initially, almost, you know, every single time we give them like a farm board max or a feed together mm. step back or something that helps them decelerate their body mm. better or put their intentions or their focus on their brakes and their ability to stop. And then all of a sudden they start hitting velo and they're like, oh, this is so mm -hmm. easy. It just feels like my barrel's getting out. But usually, um, you know, without even remembering exactly, you know, the words that some of them use, it's like uh, they feel like their body's doing more work and then they can't catch up, mm. you know, which too is like, you know, lack of efficiency, how they're trying to create force, uh, you know, they're creating force in, in one plane or primarily in one plane. Um, you know, and then too, their barrels kind of getting left behind. And so when it comes to velo, um, I think that's a big one. And then I also think too, understanding is like, especially at a young age, there's a lot of guys that have velo don't necessarily throw much else. And so mm -hmm. like, expect it, Yeah. you know, just from, from a, you know, like a younger age, most of our little guys like, oh, this kid threw hard. It's like, how many curveballs did you see? Oh, he didn't have a curveball. It's like, okay. Like, 
Mm. You know, expect it. You know, you're up there thinking that he might break off a curveball once in a while, but he threw one all game. Yeah. You know, and so I think some of it going back to swing, like expecting and game planning. Like most kids that throw hard at a young age are just going to try to shove it down your throat. And, yeah. you know, I love those it. guys. So, yeah. So, yeah. When I but. when I played, it was like the the fastball was the uh, the one of the only things I could hit. So I'm just <laughs> like, I'm like, please think you throw yeah. hard. Yeah, right. right? I, I want you to throw fastballs to me. If you think you throw hard, you're going to throw it a lot. Um, and again, especially at a, at a young age, which is what most people are going to, you know, play at. Like we're not, you know, you get to pros and like I said, like, or again, power five, stuff like that. Like, but that's a whole nother level. Like mm. you're not, we're not talking about like generally in velo, you know, like you said is, um, when you think about hitting it like a heavy ball, the reason that that works, um, it's almost like that, that old saying of let the pitcher provide the power. Mm. It's not that the pitcher is providing the power. It's just that the pitcher providing the power is a great cue. Yeah. Right. And that cue can be like for you not to get big. Right. Because typically what people try to do is when, you know, they see velo is they try to swing harder. Mm -hmm. Oh, I got to be faster because he's throwing faster. Mm. Mm. <laughs> not really. Right. Again, the same thing. If you were to go bunt right when a guy's throwing hard, is your barrel getting there because you're swinging faster or it's mm -hmm. there when it's supposed to be there mm -hmm. just on time. Right. So on the on the same note of that, you know, I tell uh, like think about when you're facing a velo machine like your first couple swings out of the machine typically when you're trying to get the timing down or your move or whatever you're swinging pretty slow and you're yeah. just like slapping yeah. a ground ball to second yeah. base or whatever you can get the barrel out so easy and get the barrel and like hit the velo mm -hmm. um, and make contact but then all of a sudden when i try to add all this extra power by my move is the thing that's making me not on time mm -hmm. and i think that's the hard thing is when someone's throwing harder it's in that hitting zone for a shorter period of time right mm -hmm. so uh, you want to be there for a longer period of time. And I used, it's actually funny. We used to have one of these, I remember this, one of these kids I used to play with in junior college. He kind of had like a really like long, like slow swing, but he used to rake these guys that threw hard. And I remember me and the coach talking about it at one point. And I was like, dude, he always gets hits off these guys. And it's like, you would think, oh, he's going to get dominated right here or whatever. But he would like lay the bat, like really flat in the zone and like pull through. Mm -hmm. And he would just always get the, you know, like the, the, that's just on plane with the ball. And then all of a sudden, you know, yeah. you're putting the ball in play. Right. And so one of the things I tell guys all the time, it's like, Hey, like don't try to swing harder. Right. Mm -hmm. We talk about them like trying to stop harder. Right. Or, 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 and like, that's how they get the barrel out. Like coaches are always cueing, like get the barrel out, get the barrel out. So for some guys that can be a great cue, but for other guys, when they try to get the barrel out, they end up dragging more because right. they're trying to swing harder to get the barrel out, yeah. which was me. Mm -hmm. Right. So then that made me susceptible to breaking balls. That made me because I'm cheating out front, right? Rather than if I don't get big and I stay within myself, right? Quotations and all those things. Those are all cues just to get me to sequence my body in a different way yeah. to get the barrel to like beat everything out front, right? Mm -hmm. um, so I think that that's a big thing, you know, throw your hands, yada, 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 right? Like all these things are just to get the, the, uh, the barrel out front. So a lot of times, literally like a cue that we'll give too, it's like, hey, like don't let your body rotate, like stay square. And like, that's why when some people think throw their hands, like that could be a great cue for them is it just helps them like stop their body yeah. and send the barrel. Um, and so that could be super useful too, right? So um, that's gonna be different for every guy, but at the end of the day, that's kind of like the mm -hmm. epitome of like with it when guys are throwing, when guys are throwing hard. And then also too, right? Like you gotta get your brain used to seeing velo right right and again it, not even just like so it doesn't have a freak out moment right and like um if you think about that right the average person the extreme of this the average person standing in the box when you know a 90 mile an hour ball is coming or is going to jump out of the way right like mm -hmm. it it's it, there's a fear factor of that right as we see it all the time you know hitters aren't as as afraid to see velo right like to a major league hitter it doesn't look like 95 right, right? because 
your perception of 95 is because you see 78 to 85 yeah, every every day, every day. Yeah. so 95 looks really fast but guess what 85 looks really fast to a 10 year old mm -hmm. right because they don't see it mm -hmm. right so when they see when you see it all the time when mlb players see that speed all the time like their eyes are adjusted to that they're used to seeing below with that right and so like there's a lot of ways that you can do that but i, I mean obviously the best thing is like as you're getting at bats right it's the game's going to slow down right because mm -hmm. you're just getting more bats and you're seeing you're seeing the, that speed all the time um i think a lot of times again like hitting velo is subjective because it depends on who's what what is velo mm -hmm. is velo 87 because you normally see 78 right is velo 95 because you normally see 90 mm -hmm. is velo 106 because you normally see 92 right like what is velo right and so i think that that's the other thing too is like that perception of it um with it and again largely again comes back to with a lot of these uh hitters is like you can't uh, your swing like when you have a hard time that's why the guys are trying to hit all of these pitches and all these things it's like you have a hard time hitting the fastball that is down the middle mm -hmm. consistently with a consistent swing, right. let alone trying to be a specialty at all of these other things. And I'm trying to hit the curveball. I'm not trying to hit the slider. Bro, you're not hitting the BP fastball. Like yeah. if we hit, if we, we talk about this in like in BP, right? If you just throw BP to hitters, even major league hitters, right? Cause we talked about this when uh, position players are pitching on the mound, mm -hmm. hitters get those pitchers get outs, even at the major league level, throwing batting practice speeds, these guys get themselves out. Hitting is really hard. So again, when you're mastering how to literally be able to hit balls that are in the in the meat of the zone, mm -hmm. like and being able to master that is going to be far more worth your time than trying to get specialty on like right. you know on every pitch and every location and try to hit everything, mm -hmm. right? Like you're not even good at hitting like a general, mm -hmm. you know, ball that's down the middle and being on time for it. Yeah, you know, yeah. Which, which to that point too is like sometimes working on some of those different locations, like on a tee, like high tee or low and away tee can help create the move that allows you to, you know, hit that ball that's down the middle better. But, um, but yeah, no, generally speaking, you know, with you on that too. Yeah, absolutely. No. And then, okay. So like we got some, I'm just clicking through random ones. I got like 30 in here. Um, okay. So, uh, this is Paco Woods. Hey, yo. Paco Woods. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> so one the, of these guys are going to get me with one of those names. <laughs> I like put the thing there. <laughs> I'm going to watch out for these guys. Okay. Maybe you guys could talk about, and I'm like reading this live. I got to like make sure I'm like reading words. Hopefully they're all, <laughs> you guys are not going to lead me astray here. Maybe you guys can talk about slumping. Take the Dodgers, for instance. It happens. It's just part of the game. Uh, that also comes and goes. What do kids need to do when things aren't going their way while waiting for things to turn back around? What do you got? Oh, yeah, it's got to, yeah. he just often drowned himself. Cody found Don't a way to drown him. himself with his water bottle uh, as he was going through. Well, I'll give Cody a second to survive here. Okay. So um, when it comes to, <laughs> yeah, he killed himself over here. <laughs> oh, we good? You need the, no, the Hamlet? Choked on my own. Come over there. All right, all right, bro. All right, you gotta watch out, right? You can't you, your your lungs don't do well with water in them. You know what I'm saying? There's like a whole valve system that, that you got in your your throat that's supposed to make that not happen. Back. Okay. Um, yeah, so I think slumping. First off, I, I think it's an important thing. I think it's an important thing to just mindset-wise. You can't even think of it like a slump. Like, I think thinking about it like, oh, I'm in a slump. When guys say that, it's just like, what? Like, and, and I mean this, not that I didn't think about it when I played, but I just it's, it's a losing mentality to me, right? Like, it's, it's not a productive mentality to me, right? If you look at everything as feedback, 
mm-hmm. right? Everything's just feedback. And, and, it, and it's not a, oh, well, you know, like, and we get superstitious when we're playing. It's like, oh, I got to do this and do this. And I understand because there's some, so many complexities of baseball. It's like, I don't know why, you know, walking up to plate and doing this routine or why I did this pregame and I ate this. And so I eat tacos every day before pregame or whatever, right? Like we get superstitious of why it is and like why things are working or why they're not. Um, and I think that that's the, the same thing is like having that uh, mentality of like, if everything is just feedback, like sure, like the game's gonna ebb and flow, but so is life, right? Like, yeah. are you are are you on the other side of that? Is like, is everything gonna always be going well in your life, and everything's going your way, and everything's doing X, Y, and Z? Like, again, if you're a coach, you know it's not that for you. It's the same thing too when their their performance on the field, mm-hmm. right? Sometimes they've been traveling a lot, they haven't been home a lot, they broke up with their girlfriend, they they you know like like again they are putting all this pressure on themselves to produce so that like their family will approve of them or dad will say they're great or the coach will you know pat them on the butt or keep them in the lineup or you know there's infinite complexities to why our performance is like mm-hmm. to the levels that they are but I think again it doesn't really matter that's all storyline but in reality like mindset wise is everything's just feedback right so if it's if if it's with that it's like you know again you're striking out or whatever okay well then i'm analyzing like okay well what's going on during that strikeout right like i'm just thinking back like oh i i, I tend to notice like for example i'm gonna say like um let's say like pena pena on the uh, astros i've watched enough of his at bats like when he has two strikes they're gonna throw him a breaking ball away and he's gonna swing and miss like that is his he, when he gets two strikes, they throw him a breaking ball away. He strikes out like 98% of the time. Like, I'm just going off of some mm-hmm. random numbers in my head, okay? But he, like, that's something that he struggles with. That's just feedback on, like, okay, well, what's happening that's creating that? Like, why, like, you know, why do I keep swinging at this pitch? Even, like, do I know it's coming? At this point, I'm sure he knows it's coming. Yeah. Like, okay, great. He knows it's coming. He's not hitting it. Okay, so what's leading to that, right? Uh, why can't I hit that pitch? Is that mm-hmm. pitch always a strike? Is that, you know, like, or typically am I swinging at balls in that in that um, count or uh, what you know what's my approach what how do other guys that have to face this like you know what are my veteran guys in the, uh, on the field like you know that don't swing at these pitches or don't mm-hmm. chase how do they think about it right um, and if I think about it more like that is like more just feedback uh, than anything and not necessarily like judging um, judging myself of like like as a, an evaluation I'm just being like oh I suck like this is terrible, blah, blah, blah. If you start getting into that mindset, right? Like, like it's like when a guy strikes out 12 times or something like that, like in a row, right? I've struck out like seven times one time in a row. Um, but like when you do that, it's, I always ask guys, are you really that bad? And it mm-hmm. sounds like if you're not thinking about like why I'm asking that question, it's like, yeah. are you really that bad? And the question is always no. Mm-hmm. No, you're not that bad. Some random, you know, Johnny could go up there and, and not strike out 12 times, right? So you're not that bad, right? You're playing at a higher level, even if you're playing in Little League, whatever, and you're 0 for 12, who cares, Mm -hmm. right? At the end of the day, right, at the end of the day, it's all just providing you feedback on other adjustments to make and, you know, how to to progress your game and all those other things. And, like, it's not final. Like, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's it's not a declaration. Just because I struck out, you know, seven times in a row or something like that. I know guys, like I told you, I had a teammate. I had a teammate one time. For the whole season went over. The whole season. <laughs> and he didn't get five at bats. I'm talking about 45 at bats. Something like that. Over the whole season. Transferred schools to another school. That was a harder school to play at. Mm-hmm. Would bat. Then went on to hit like 280, right? Might have even been over 300 to be honest. It hit over like 280 and was one of the best players on the team. 
it's just like okay if you take that right and look you look at that storyline it's like it, was he really that bad that he couldn't hit like that in the season like no in his head mm. right he had created this block from him and performance right and like you know had built this things up and he was slumping right. right when in reality it's like i i believe more than anything it's just like how you think about it in general mm -hmm. but yeah well so obviously infinitely more complex than where i'm going to go with it but uh it, what something that i think really clicked with me as a player was like you have like a logical response and you have an emotional response to to what's happening and uh you know i feel like a lot of a lot of the best players that I was around playing with, you know, coaching, et cetera, do a really good job of being able to differentiate the two of like, you know, hey, um, you know, it, right now is a good time to like, you know, let the emotions ride a little bit, like ride the high and, you know, get after it. Like the team's fired up, you know, let me do my double celebration, yada, yada, yada. Um, whereas like, you know, some of the guys I feel like struggle were either too emotional where, oh, I struck out two times. Now I'm in a slump. Like, no, like, is a bad matchup you know what i'm saying like this guy that's facing you today like might just be a bad matchup you're not slumping you know you had a couple bad at bats or yep. you know a couple at bats that just you know didn't go your way or whatever right um or on the flip side or too logical like they don't have any emotions you know they hit a double and they're instantly like wow that could have instantly you know that could have been better i'm not going to do my celly you know whatever like Blah, blah, blah. like they're two extremes right gotta hit that uh, yeah <laughs> and so you know you got you kind of got both um yeah. and i think you know some of the best players that you know i've been around from a you know a young age all the way up to now coaching is like they do a good job of being able to you know feed both sides it's like hey you know absolutely gonna take my double absolutely gonna ride you know when i do have some success but also like i can get better here or hey, I'm struggling, but also it's a game of averages. Like, sure, I struggled today, but in totality, my last 100 at bats, I'm hitting 500. Maybe mm -hmm. my last 10, I'm hitting zero. By my last 100 at bats, I'm hitting 500. And yeah. that you know, they they can look at the micro and be like, well, right now there there's a small little problem that obviously I'm going 0 for 10, and I, I don't want to go 0 for 11 or whatever. Right? I don't yeah. want to go 0 for 20. My next yeah. 10 at bats, I want to do better. But they also look at it from a macro of like, well, you know, this season. I am hitting yeah. 500. So um, I just think, uh, too, with that, like, I'm with you as, as well. It's like, is it a slump or is it just, you know, mm -hmm. uh, again, feedback of the last 10 at-bats, maybe I struggle, but also maybe the last 10 at-bats were, mm -hmm. you know, primarily lefties. And like yeah. maybe that's feedback of like, okay, why does that angle create problems for me? And then I can actually make a logical yeah. decision on like, how to find the solution. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I actually had this talk with uh, one of our softball girls last night is like, you're really good at identifying the problem. You're not really good at finding the solution right now. And mm -hmm. it's like, we need to work on, you know, and I gave her, I actually took this from Tay. She has her little theme calendar mm -hmm. um, that she does. And I was like, the theme of your training from here on out when I'm with you is like, find the solution. Like you're really good at when you take a swing that you don't like, of being like, oh, I spun, oh, I spun, oh, I spun. Yes, but if you keep just talking about how you spun, are you really fixing the problem of why you spun? Mm -hmm. Right. And then she gets in these long slumps because all she continues to tell herself and feed herself is the mistake she's making, the mm -hmm. mistake she's making. And then that's like the slump mindset, in my mm -hmm. opinion, rather than, you know, hey, that's feedback. Yeah, for sure. I would have liked to go three for three instead of 0 for three. But, you know, I'm slowly getting closer, you know, to the I'm due. Right. I'm due. Right. Because yeah. I'm learning more about why I'm struggling. And then it's like, boom. And then all of a sudden yeah. it clicks or whatever. Right. Which, too, it's not all of a sudden, but it feels like that as a player. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah. kind of along the same same lines. Yeah. Too. Well, and I think the other thing is, is like along with it, is like the best players I always have is just again, it comes back to a like global mentality of how they think about performance, right? Mm. Like, if your identity is tied up in like how well you played today, right? Well, then when you struggle at all or you go over three, like you're the sky is falling, the right. sky is falling, right? Where for example, I think if you're locked in on your process and every single day, like you're going, and I think a big thing to do too is it's very easy in the same way. It's very easy as you start failing and you're trying to figure out what's going on and you're trying to break up all these other things. And I did this, right? My mind was crazy, like wild when it started like evaluating like what the real issue was. Uh, but the problem is, is again, it's not solution. It's like, I'm trying to find the problem. Mm -hmm. First off, you may never need to find the problem to create a solution. Mm -hmm. You don't need to know what the problem is to have a solution to the problem. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it doesn't even matter why it happened, mm -hmm. right? It could have happened because you've been sitting on a bus and you guys have been traveling a ton and like mm -hmm. your hips are tight and so you started doing X, Y, and Z or whatever. Okay, great. So solution in a lot of times are really to go back to the basics. And again, this is like foundational to me, like faith-wise. It's like every time I get into like a storm, right? And you're trying to figure out like well, uh, X, Y, and Z, it's like, okay, well, Again, first seek the kingdom, all else be uh, provided to you. Mm -hmm. So what does that mean to me in this context is go back to my basics. What do I need to do when I hit well? Mm -hmm. Instead of being an expert of every symptom that could be happening and oh, and this and the complexities and all these other things. Well, guess what? The problem can get really complex, but the answer can be super simple, mm -hmm. right? And so when I get back to my, my, my basics, like what are my staples, right? Well, when I'm hitting really well, my balance is really good. If that's mm -hmm. your thing, okay. Well, then let's just get back to my basics, right? Like when I'm hitting really well, um, I'm able to um, I'm able to hit a ground ball to second base. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then like, again, in batting practice, let's, let's do that. Even for in the bat in the game, hit a ground ball to the second at bat, the, the second baseman to get your, your brain back reset because you've been hooking mm -hmm. everything to foul. And then all of a sudden they spin a slider to you and you go mm -hmm. sit in the dugout and you swing and miss. Okay, great. So like you get back to those, you get back to your basics and get back to your process and just get back to, hey, like I just want to get, my things, when, my, when, when I'm hitting well, these things happen. Focus on those staples and those roots and let that be your North Star rather than, you know, trying to create, you know, all these answer every bit of complexity. Well, sometimes I do this, sometimes I do this. I blah, blah, blah. A lot of those are just symptoms mm -hmm. of what the root issue is. And at the end of the day, like when you know, um, when you go back to that and you just know like, hey, like I just got to get back and, and, and get back to my mindset of like this process of, and then like my batting practice is good. Great. It doesn't mean that your game's going to be great that day. Great. I, it doesn't matter, right? You're, you're locked in your process of being like, we're just getting better and moving along the route, right? Mm -hmm. And performance is so tight. I was, I was literally just telling Nicole this before we started, is that um, sometimes I would have that fight or flight response literally when I'm taking a ground ball. And what I mean by this, okay, that, and how this relates, is I got to take a ground ball and my brain goes into this place where it's like, Fight or flight, I'm like worried about like, well, if I boot this ball and then what's coach going to say? Mm -hmm. And am I going to be staying in the lineup? And, I'm blah, blah, blah. and I start doing really all this mm -hmm. emotional heightened is happening when this ground ball is hit to me. Then all of a sudden, because I'm in that state, right? I know how to field really well. I know how to do, I've taken a thousand reps doing this routine ground ball, mm -hmm. right? But what happened is, is now I kicked on that emotional part of my brain and I have all this fear and it added extra tension in my hands. And now I'm booting balls and now my feet got heavy and I'm tripping over myself or I, you know, all these things like the sequencing, I, you know, hit the yips and throw this thing yeah. into the dugout and like all these things end up happening, right? Because again, I'm too tied to the outcome. Mm -hmm. When in reality, like that's why I can do it in practice. That's why I can do it when the game's not on the line. That's why I can do all these other things, right? Is like mm -hmm. I'm so tied 
to the outcome. And when I get back to my basics and take care of my things and I'm taking care of myself and I'm taking care of my, you know, like, um, my Jesus game and I'm taking care of like, you know, making sure I'm loving on myself and, and like, you know, how I'm talking to myself and all of those, these other basic things go back to my basic drills, all that stuff, like great. Right. Then all of a sudden all these other things in my life start to take care, take care of themselves mm -hmm. rather than trying to chase after every symptom, like you're saying, and chase after the problem and trying to solve every little complexity when in reality it's like, no, 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 hold on, hold on. Like all of that may be true. All of that might be happening, mm -hmm. but you're trying to be an expert on the problem. Mm -hmm. Be an expert on on the other side of like, okay, what's gonna actually create the solution? And it's always, and generally, not as complex as we think it's gonna be. Yeah, you know? no, and then, you know, I know I know you wanna go to another question. No, you're good, I'm just gonna grab one. And then on that was, there's a, I can't remember what verse, um, and it was a, a, quite a while ago when I when I read this, so I, I can't quote it word for word. I wish I knew my, my, my scripture better, but um, it was basically, and you might know it, is, uh, the verse in the Bible where it's basically uh, saying, you know, I'm going to light up your next step with a lantern. Like, mm -hmm. let the lantern light your next step. You know, stop stop looking, you know, uh, infinite steps ahead. I'm going to light up your next step. You have to trust me to take that next step, right? <clears throat> and that scripture was actually, that was one of the big ones for me as a player because um, uh, I was very, you know, problem-based. Like, what's the problem? What's the problem? What's the problem? Um, and then to uh, get that way as a, as a coach as well, you know, that same pattern and it's something that I've worked on a lot is uh, almost viewing every situation every day as like a different puzzle. You know, it's like, like you said, well, you could have been sitting on the bus or, you know, you could have had class all day or you could have failed the test that day or, you know, maybe you got less back of your, you know, your, uh, you know, less money in your grant money when you're in college and you thought you were going to be, you know, get more money, like whatever, right? It's like, uh, you know, all these different situations play. But when I started looking at things from that that standpoint of like, you know, I'm just asked to take the next step and trust God to light my way for the next step and then the next step and then the next step and stop worrying about two steps ahead, worry about the step he asked me to take because he's lighting mm -hmm. up that next step and realizing that means if like, you know, most of the time when I caused more problems than than good was because I was thinking about, you know, two steps ahead, three steps ahead, four steps ahead, rather than mm -hmm. what's the step I need to take right now and and trusting him mm -hmm. to provide that next step. And then also too, like with that is, uh, as someone who like sets goals and stuff like that, it's like, I, we got a lot of players that like to set goals. Um, and it's been an interesting conversation with them is like, you know, setting goals is super important, but also if that's where you're, you know, you identify as if like, if you don't reset goal in three months, you know, mm. you're not any less of a, a human. Like, I still mm. love you. I still want to see you succeed. I'm mm. still going to work with you, dude. Like, yeah. but, you know. And they need to feel that way about themselves. Right. right? Not just off from exterior, that. right? Like, yeah. if, like you got to be, um, one of my quotes I really like too is like, I got to be okay with, I got to be okay with working towards something, but being okay if I never get there, mm -hmm. right? At the same time, right? And it's like a dichotomy between the two. Right. I, I got to be OK with wanting without having. Mm -hmm. Right. Or chasing without, you know, ever like crossing the finish line. Right. Like with it, because we're never going to be perfect with it. Like, again, what I want is to go 10 for 10 every game. Right. Or whatever. Right. And, and, and hit a home run every single at bat. Great. Awesome. But also at the, and, the, and that same, you know, thought processes, it, that's not how it's going to go. Right. And so those expectations are wild for you to have. But like having that having that mentality is like. 
I, I think it's a, a crazy thing to think about. It's almost like a, a place of like arrogance or pride that we slip into. And like, that's what's causing so much harm is to think that we can control outcomes. It's just like, you can't control outcomes. At the end of the day, um, you can work, you can be on your process, but again, like you're not picking who's on the mound. Mm -hmm. You're not, you're not like, there's all of these complexities are happening and you're getting lost in all of this space. When in reality, it's just being like, yo, I can control a very small part of this mm -hmm. and I'm going to control what I can control that next step, mm -hmm. right? The, the work I get in today, I can, I can do these other things, but at the end of the day, like, nope, no, there is no thing where it's like, well, if I work this hard, uh, hard work equals this result. Mm -hmm. If it was that easy, if we knew that that was the transaction, okay, I got to run 10 sprints today to get three stolen bases tomorrow. Well, then we would all just run the 10 sprints today, but that's not how it works, mm -hmm. right? Like, like hard work doesn't equal X outcome, mm -hmm. right? You, you, the thing about like uh, hard work with it, right? It's like, I'm working, but like, it, I don't know when I'm going to ever get there or if I'm ever going to get there, but the mm -hmm. pursuit, the journey is you got to love being in the journey, the mm -hmm. chase, all these other things. Two people like are, are in love with and have this destination mindset that mm -hmm. once I get here, then things will be like this. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, Again, like I've coached guys at the very top of the game that struggle with the same things that a high school player. Mm -hmm. it, like, again, me and Terry was talking about this yesterday. Like mental health does not discriminate. Mm -hmm. It doesn't, oh, I'm a pro hitter, so I don't struggle with any of these things. Yeah. No, they struggle with them sometimes even more yeah. than, than a lot of these because this is their life, yeah, how they feed their family, how they, what they've sacrificed. Their time. Like, they're 35 years old, have never gone to school to do anything else. Like all these, like this might be the last year that they're playing. Like it doesn't discriminate. So like on the opposite side of that, it's just realizing too, and like giving yourself the liber the liberating um, liberating thought, right? Is that you don't as much as you've convinced yourself, and it's like this um, grind mentality, hustle mentality that you think you can control outcomes, mm -hmm. right? Like you can't. Can you put yourself in a more likely situation that the outcome happens? Sure, mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, I know guys that have worked. 50 times harder than other guys and never got to the same place yeah. that the other guy got to. Right. So there's also all those things is, is realizing that that's like your self-worth and all that stuff can't be tied to, you know, actually achieving that result or that mm -hmm. goal or not achieving it. Yeah. Et cetera. Yeah. No, you know? it can't be tied to it, but also too, like if you continue to miss your goals continuously, like that's also feedback as well. So, yeah. You know, if you continuously are missing like your weekly, your monthly, your quarterly goal, like, okay, well, if you miss it four times this year, like, you know, there's yeah. probably something going on yeah. um, and probably should look at it before you miss it four times if you set quarterly goals. But, For sure. but you know, and then also looking at it, it's like, okay, well, I didn't quite hit it this time. That doesn't mean, you know, worthless. Yeah. You know, that just means I didn't hit it. And then, For sure. you know, again, that's, that's also feedback. Yeah. For you to then analyze, to mm -hmm. try to better hit that quarterly goal next quarter. Yeah. Right. Or or set a better goal for yourself. Maybe that sure. goal wasn't, you know, attainable for you um, yeah. where you're at in your life. But um, yeah. but yeah, no, definitely. So, yeah. Again, we can go on probably all these for oh, yeah. the whole podcast. Yeah. Um, OK, next one. Brad, our boy, our boy, Brad uh, Priota here. Um, uh, practice reps, uh, rep mindset versus game, a B mindset. Um, your thoughts on similarities and differences, drill work with intention versus competing through game ABs. Mm. Um, yeah, this is fun. Yeah, this one's fun. I think I think this is one of the hardest things I think a lot of players uh, struggle with. From like a, um, you got players that are really good at training, and you got yeah. players that are really good at competing. Yeah, um, and getting the two to kind of you know mesh. Um, I know too that was definitely something like I would go to a game with a training mindset to the point like to a fault like 
oh, that was a good move. That was a good move. That was a better move. I got better. I got a better move. It's like, then you look back and I'm like, bro, you're hitting zero. <laughs> like, mm. you just had a whole weekend. You batted zero. And yeah. it's like, the kid was throwing 85. Yeah. You're like, you, like that shouldn't happen. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I think it's a really interesting topic. I think there's a lot that goes into it as well. Like, really complex topic of um, obviously, like, what's important to you as a player and identifying that. Um, and, and two, I think that's a really good place to start is like, okay, well, if movement's really important to me, um, you know, that's going to tell me a lot about what your process looks like most likely without, you know, being in your process of like, if you care about your moves, you care about timing, you care about vision, like that starts to paint a picture of, you know, what's important to you. Right. And then based on that, you know, I can kind of, you know, start to infer what your approaches might be. And, you know, we got, we got some hitters that, you know, they go up there and they're, you know, uh. Oh, I had a really good move on this. I've had a really good move. It's, it's like, okay, well, it's been two weekends and, you know, you've had a lot of hard hit balls, but, you know, only a few singles and you should be hitting some doubles. Like, you know, the pitching you're facing is not great. And so it's like, okay, how do we get them to, you know, get a little bit more? It's like some people say, it's like the grinder, the dog in them, you know, um, go up there and just compete and let their hair down. Um, and two is like talking to them. Uh, again, I don't, I don't no situations the same. I think all of them are different ways to get that to resonate with athletes um but understanding too is like you don't need to be perfect to be successful mm -hmm. up at the plate like there's a lot of people that take bad swings that hit home runs and doubles and there's a lot of people that take great swings and hit a ground ball to the shortstop yeah. and you know or a line drive right at somebody um or you know countless different situations and um understanding too is like you know you don't need a perfect move to be successful you also you know, that can limit you if your moves are really bad, that, that can affect your success mm. um, in a way. But also, too, uh, when you're in the cages, you know, not just accepting, oh, there's a BP fastball in the machine. I'm hitting it well. That doesn't mean you're moving great either. Like, it's just mm -hmm. a fastball down the middle, right? You could have changed your stance slightly to create this angle that allows you to get in the zone at the right time. And it's there's, the same there's speed. There's no destination. You know? Yeah. yeah right. Again, it's, it's all destination thought so, processes, right? Um, yeah. But yeah, no, I mean, I think I think it goes back and forth is like, you know, being able to just, uh, and I think, it's a, I think it's a mentorship process. And it's not like a, a short conversation. It's a mentorship as a whole. Like, you know, hey, it is okay to do this in game. It is okay to do this when training. And then also too, like, when's time to you know flip this switch and that switch and you know there's a lot of conversations and time and yeah. mentoring that goes into that process and maturity as a hitter and experience and yeah you know failure and and whatnot so yeah well i think just also too just getting back to the root, like root with it is like we get we get all of these things of like again like getting into all of these complexities of what like okay look there's a million <laughs> not a million that's a an accurate thing there is a lot of pro hitters that think very drastically different. Mm -hmm. They all train drastically different, right? And get very similar results when it comes into like being successful or doing all these other things, right? So I, I think also just getting into it is like getting to the root of all of it. We want to say compartmentalize. This is how I am in baseball. No, 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 no. Baseball is your mirror. Mm -hmm. This is how you are as a person, mm -hmm. right? Is baseball is just an avenue of giving you awareness of like how you are, right? And the same thing of this is the game is a test, feedback, mm -hmm. all those other things of you doing it. When you're, when you're getting, when you're inside the cage and you're training or doing whatever, I'm just exploring, right? I, 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 me and Nicole were talking about this before we started too. Let's say when an explorer is trying to get from like they've never gotten to 
you know, North America at the time, right? And mm. Christopher Columbus getting in his boat. He doesn't get in his boat for the first time and go, all right, I know the exact way to get there. Mm-hmm. No, you don't. And you're not supposed to know mm-hmm. because you're exploring. And you are infinitely complex, infinitely deep, infinitely high, right? Because again, on, this, on the same note of that, you'll never, it's never a destination. Once I get here, I'm going to be the greatest. I've ha- like, again, trained some of the best hitters that have ever played. They don't think that they've arrived at some destination, right? And that all of a sudden, everything's so easy to them. No, like they're still exploring. They're still exploring. Like me as a hitting coach, I'm still exploring mm-hmm. every single day. There isn't some right, wrong is this like for, you know, everybody needs to think like this. Everybody needs to think like that, you know, X, Y, and Z. And I think, you know, along with it, like, is there some things that need to happen? Sure. Right. For, to create an outcome, like absolutely. Like two plus two equals four, like for sure. Mm -hmm. But on the same note of that, there's a lot of equations that equal four. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of different ways you can, you know, two plus two minus two plus two plus two. Like, it's just like, you can add all those other, like all those ways to getting to the same solution. Um, and again, yes, there's some things that need to happen, but it's very creative with like how we actually get there. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think the, you know, the other part with that is right. It's like, I had a problem doing that transition from training to playing, but it was all t- part of one mindset. I had this mindset on the same thing that I can control outcomes by how hard mm-hmm. I worked and that it equaled a certain result. Right. And then also too, then along with that, right. Like we, uh, understanding that, like that when we perform or we're, you know, uh, playing a game or any of those other things, right? Like it's just a mirror of like what's going on inside of me. Right. Um, and when you get that, you get that mirror, like, again, I played way worse than I actually was talent wise or doing whatever, but it's like, I was in my own way. Right. And so like there, that self-discovery process and like not being so, uh, I think like that's the, the same thing too. It's like a lot of these things are rooted from a place of rooted from a place of, well, I want to perform. Mm. Well, why do you, and I wouldn't even say want, I think a lot of times I need to perform. And it's like, well, why do you need to perform? Why do you need to go three for three? Why do you need to hit 300 this season? Why do you need to have 10 home runs this season? Right. And they're like, well, so that I can go to college. Okay. Well, why, (laughs) why on the same side of that? Like, again, you, you start unpacking that and get some levels of awareness and being like, well, why does that mean so much to you? Well, because no one in my family has ever done my Okay. Well, why is it important for you to be like that in your family? And then like you keep going layers and layers deeper and you start to think again, you always come back where, you know, again, like someone's finding identity and mm-hmm. a place of needing a certain level of success. And somebody, uh, I had I heard a pastor say this yesterday, actually um, grabbed the video was he talked about until you're willing and until you don't need it, you can't, you shouldn't or can't possess it. Mm-hmm. because when you get into a place where you need a outcome, you're not going to steward it very well. Mm-hmm. If you're getting to a place where, and then like, you know, some people slide in, it's like, well, yeah, but like, oh, how about like a sink or swim situation? Da, 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 da. But then you also go another way. It's like, no, no, in that, in that place, in that moment, you're going, well, I don't really have control here. Right. Like either way. So I'm just going to give it like a run. And like, yeah. I, again, this is a, I could fail in this. Like I'm supposed to most likely fail in this situation. Mm-hmm. You're not going to like rise to the occasion very often, like mm-hmm. unless you already had it within you. But we're getting back to like his, his main point there is like, if I'm trying to hold on to something or I feel like I need this to happen um, again, spiritually for me, it's like, it's going to lead me away from God. Right. And I'm going to mm-hmm. replace it with God. But also too, with that as well as like, 
inside of your, and you're not going to steward it very well because you almost care too much, mm-hmm. right? Because you put too much identity in that result mm-hmm. or doing whatever, which is going to lead to bad performance. Because mm-hmm. now the moment that you go over two, your whole world is flying. It's like, and you can think about it like this, like think of how many guys are coming off the bench and they're like, I need to get a hit right now. Mm-hmm. Well, that's why you're not getting hits. Right. Right. Is because you're putting all of the, you know, now you're getting tight. You've, you've convinced your brain, right. That this is the epitome right, of why you don't have what you have, mm-hmm. right? And this is the solution. This is the X, Y, and Z, which is going to throw you into a place of, you know, yeah. spiral. Mm-hmm. It, it, you know, that's going to be the huge piece. Yeah, no, 100%. It's just, uh, you know, what, do you, what, what are you identifying with and yeah. from? And, um, you know, again, um, if you're going out there trying to perform for a result, yeah, you know, sorry to break it to you. It doesn't matter yeah. what you're doing. Play the game. Fail. Yeah, you know. Um, and, too, I think that's a hard hard mindset to have for some some people to really understand and i don't think they want that answer perspective you know like yeah yeah no i mean you know i I said this about you and then my last coach i had in college is like you guys are really good at giving the answer that you need to hear not that you want to hear yeah and you know again it was like almost a lot of gray area and a lot of the answers you know that i would ask at that time when i was yeah probably i was like such a little kid i was asking questions like every five seconds you know it was funny but for sure and then you know i felt like i never got any answer answer until you know, sure. I started to explore myself but you know as a as a coach and as a player in the past is like you know I don't want to say a so what mentality but almost in a, like okay so you know it, it didn't work the way I thought it would so what you know mm-hmm. like I don't I don't need it to work the way I thought it would yeah I trust that it will work you the know, way it'll, it'll God, work that it needs to yeah happen, you know? God, and it's God's not way. my need yeah. it's like you know God's need for sure um and wants and desires and so um you know I think that's that's kind of a and then to the the comfortability and you know confidence that you start to have is is I don't know if I can put words to it it's a yeah. feeling it's a genuine just like inner peace of like you know I, I'll remember this story the rest of my life is like after my last game everybody's like crying and I'm just kind of like you know taking it in and everyone's like, you just, you're, you're so calm because you already have like a job lined up because, you know, I was supposed to come out mm-hmm. here and everybody knew that. And I was like, I've never been to Vegas in my life. I've never met them in person. Mm-hmm. You know, I've never lived on my own. Like you guys think that that's not kind of stressful. <laughs> I was yeah, like, yeah. You know, it was like, it, it is, but you know, I, but again, I'm not necessarily, yeah. I mean, I have the ability to make some decisions, but ultimately I'm not in control of what does or doesn't happen. And like, for sure, you know that's the way it was supposed to happen. And I'm not supposed to play one more game. I'm supposed to be done yeah. right now. And, um, you know, and you guys are, are seeing me from, you know, uh, spent a lot of time working on that ability to, um, have that, that trust in God for sure. And obviously slip up as often as anyone too. But, you know, and that moment was a really like strong moment for me in my faith of being like, yeah, like, it's what was supposed to happen, you know, it is yeah. what it is. And like, you know, who knows, maybe, maybe I go home from college and you guys come back in two weeks and say, you know what, like you struck out on a slider in the dirt, you lost about, we don't want you to work here or something stupid, you know, yeah. it's like, okay, cool. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, I, th- so. I think, I think that that's like a, a big thing that like people miss with it. Right. Is my, my thought process, you know, kind of like around there is we get into all these places. And one thing that I love that God is, delivered like clarity for me and what i mean by that is like in the swing we talk about this a ton is that there's again a billion symptoms that happen 
but usually based off of foundational principles mm -hmm. and our foundation of where we're currently at. And then they express themselves in a billion different complexities. But in reality, you go back all the way down to the base. It's usually, and like I said, it's not the answer that people want to hear, but on the same note of that, because they want this, oh, because they've convinced themselves that there's this magical dust. And if they just do X, then all of a sudden, Mm -hmm. everything's going to work out for them, right? And what I think is on the other side of that too, it's just like, again, that's, in the, that's still from a foundational thought process that I'm trying to get to some destination that I've created in my head as, and it's a facade. Because then it, even as I get closer to it, what do you do? Think about another goal that you've set early in your life or something needed to happen or whatever, right? When you get there, what, what happened? Did you actually feel that way or did you just move the goalpost? Mm -hmm. You just move the goalpost and then it's the next thing and then it's mm -hmm. the baby. Well, when I have kids, well, when I get married, well, when, you know, I get a dog, when I, you know, all those things. Tanky is pretty great. But like, okay. you know, when I, when I, when this, 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 and that, when I hit 400, when I make the MLB, when I get drafted, when I get blah, blah, we, and then that becomes a broken thought process that we continue to do over and over and over again. And even too, right? Like I was like, once I sign D1, I'm going to mm -hmm. feel like this. Once I do this, this mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. but no, like, again, it just continues like, you know, and again, may even get worse if you keep feeding yourself those things. When in reality, like you getting back to the root is along with it is like any of those high performers that like, I really like talk to like that have sustained it for a long period of time is when you get into a place of, um, they don't need the outcome. Mm -hmm. They don't, they don't need the outcome. Right. And also that, that short-term outcome doesn't even really mean much to them. It's usually a very long off, which is like a foundational thing, like legacy type thoughts, right. Of like, you know, like LeBron, when he hits the you know point record, right. It's mm -hmm. like, that's not even a goal of his. Mm -hmm. It was something that was going to happen along the way. Yeah. And he didn't even like, he tried to like, to the media like oh my like be grateful of being yeah. like oh like you know i'm i'm in the conversation with all these yeah. greats and blah 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 you blah, blah. Like, like it's not that big of a deal y'all yeah it doesn't it sounds like he's not grateful yeah. but but really i understand like where his mindset is with it mm -hmm. is like i'm gonna surpass like for example let's say like i'm pretty close on like instagram i pass on like twenty thousand followers or something mm -hmm. like that but I'm not doing it for how many followers I get, right? right? Like I could have 1,000 followers like I did. Mm -hmm. like, like I had 1,000 followers. And I was like, the same thing. It's like I was posting the same way, right? Like it didn't matter how big the audience is because that was not my goal, right? My mm -hmm. goal is not how big can I grow my audience and I got to hit this number and all of a sudden I'll feel fulfilled, mm -hmm. right? Like, and that one, that's not real, right? That, that wouldn't make me feel fulfilled or anybody feel fulfilled. If they think it might be a facade yeah. in their head, but when they get there, they're going to have like a, you know, it's like winning a championship. You win it and then you wake up the next morning and you're like, whoo, that was cool. All right. Back to doing the next <laughs> thing. Like, it's just like, you know, it, 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 and if you've ever achieved those things and I pray that you do mm. right. So that you can realize whatever that is for you, if that's the family, if that's the, you know, whatever. Like, mm -hmm. it, and also I hope that you can reflect and have enough awareness to look back on all the things you've already achieved and then realize that when I hit those things, that it didn't give me what I thought it was going to give me. And it was a facade of what it was actually supposed to give me. And then I just moved it to the next goalpost. And so I think on the same side of that, it, that gets you into this place of, um, if you can get back to, to the thing of like exploring and like being in the, you got to love the work. Mm -hmm. You got to love just being in the mud. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to love the building. You got to love the exploring. You know, like all the guys that are crazy, like, talented or like like for example like curry curry probably just deeply loves shooting mm -hmm. 
right? Like he's not, or, or the other analogy I give, like it's like the guy, it's like the guy that sets the world record for walking just loves going on walks. Mm -hmm. He loves just the work. He loves the process. He loves being in the, you know, in the dirtiness, mm -hmm. right? The the back and forth, the, yeah. you know, trying and, to get there and trying to figure it out, right? Gary V video, right? There. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Mm -hmm. And then and then getting getting that that place of, and I think this is another major thing that uh, me and uh, Nicole were talking about too, is we go to school and they teach us that there's a right and wrong answer. Whoop, F, A plus, nope. These three questions were wrong. Life is not like that, mm -hmm. right? And so when the player is in school who's helping them set their mindset every single day and they get on the baseball field and they treat it like a, a test where I was, oh, well, I only got, you know, I got three wrong on this test of 10 or, you know, I got seven wrong here. Like I'm a failure, right? And it's like because they put an F on my, my, on my paper, right? Mm -hmm. And it's, that means fail, right? When in reality, on the same note of that, it's like, again, life is not like that. There isn't a right and wrong answer. There isn't a white or black thing. Like, again, this is what might need to happen to maybe X, Y, and Z get there. But you've chosen that you need to get there, mm -hmm. right? You've put all this pressure on yourself. You've made it like your dying wish, right? That it's like, if I hit these things, you know, then everything great's going to happen. You've created all of this in your head, right? When in reality, a lot of times when we're talking, when we're training hitters and what a lot of people um, don't value right is they're valuing when we're talking about like the swing or like you know hey like you know you got to do this and it's gonna help you hit curveballs or like x y and z but really it's a lot of the conversations that are happening that are like this right where we're resetting foundationally how they think about just training in general mm -hmm. right or how they even think about themselves or how they do x y and z and then we stack all of like some practical things that really you know can help develop movement and all these other things from our experience like great but there's plenty of hitters that if they don't actually reset that foundation, it doesn't matter what work we do. It doesn't matter how hard you do it. Like it's not going to show up uh, mm -hmm. just because like you're overriding that in the moment. Like when those things come up, like you get overwhelmed and mm -hmm. your anxiety kicks in and all the things. Yeah. yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Got another? Next one. Yeah, yeah. I got, yeah, I got plenty. Yeah. I got all plenty. these, we can go on for a whole episode. No, hundred percent. Yeah. So boy, my, my DM's blown up right now. Okay. So the boy tanky over here. You gotta, you gotta do a zoom in on Tanky when we edit this. The boy, neck sideways, neck wrinkles out. <laughs> my boy, my boy slept. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. All right. Podcast idea. Mm. Right. Let's go. Let's go here. A, a, a summary of things you have seen in your evals that really separates the elite hitters from the rest. Is it just a couple of areas that make a big difference? And are uh, they things that you can train for? Like hand speed, is it hand-eye coordination, something that's just in in you, or can you really train to get uh, to get better at it? Oh boy, <laughs> oh boy, yeah. for sure. Okay. Yeah. No. I mean, I think I think there's uh, it can go both ways. There's definitely some stuff in the eval that I think that uh, you know are very uh, tangible, and there's some numbers that you know yeah. you see that are absolutely you can train and yep. we see a lot of trained them ch changed yeah, it yeah, yeah you know it. and seeing the results from it and i also um you know like we've been talking about this whole podcast there's also a lot of hitters that come in that there's some just conversations and continuous relationship building you know that process yeah. that needs to happen I, and unpack things i, 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 I want to hit this one question for you and mm -hmm. have you hit this let's hit this one real quick um <laughs> Is it you either have it or you don't? 
<laughs> no. No. <laughs> no. Same. No. So yeah, I we, we we talk about this all the time, just like internally, just like starting at that root question because I think that's the root. The mm -hmm. the, the first thing is player development real. Mm. Like, can you actually get somebody better? Like, there's again a large mindset. It's like a lot of people out there. It's like. You either have it or you don't. You grew up, it's like either you throw hard or you don't. Either you run fast or you don't. Either you can hit or you don't, yeah. right? Like there's that thought process where I live at a, in a place because of my own life experiences and obviously we develop hitters day in and day out, right? Is having that like with conviction on the other side of that, right? It's just on it. No, no, no. They didn't have it and now they do, mm -hmm. right? And like we see it day in and day out of like how somebody like, like yeah. it could be dramatic change literally in one session well, that could be crazy yeah. uh, another phrase is like oh it's just natural yeah is it, is it? i was like because yeah. i watched it look really unnatural for the last couple months until it was yeah. for sure like i watched this kid really struggle and have to have long conversations and stay late because yeah. like mentally was not handling how much failure was happening for sure and got cut from their team and was told they're going to be a po and now all of a sudden they're on varsity hitting you know three four it's like so was it really just natural or yeah. like, was there something or, or, do, or do they make it look natural? Yeah. Right. right. Like if somebody makes it look easy, I, I, I said this to someone uh, the other day, right. We're training and I was like, <laughs> it takes, it takes uh, a lot of effort to make it look effortless. Mm -hmm. Right. It takes a lot of effort to make it look effortless. And mm -hmm. so it might've been like, again, Maybe in their heart, they don't feel like they put that much effort into it because it was so fulfilling to them while they were doing it. But in reality, on the same side of that, like people put a crazy amount of work in to do those things. Now, do I also believe that genetically you could be more gifted than other people? For oh, sure. For sure. Yeah, yeah. for sure. But but to think that you can't get dramatically better at things no matter where you started yeah. is a fallacy. Like it don't matter what it is. I don't care if you want to learn one of the hardest things to do in the world. Like right now, if I wanted to be, you know, the top, you know, it doesn't mean that like, let's say I have an interest in uh, brain surgery. Does that mean that I'm going to be the top brain surgeon in the world? No, maybe how that person, how the other person thinks, how they process things, like their whole life makeup is going to make that one. Like that's what God had planned for them. But to think that I can't get dramatically better than where I am right now mm. to at brain surgery, if I worked at it and put the time in and, you know, yeah. took it into pieces and learned and went to school and did all the things like right. I dramatically could get better mm -hmm. now. Because I think the same thing with that is like, I think the going back to that root is, is genetically some people have a much higher ceiling. Mm -hmm. But with that being said, I believe that 99% of people never even reach their ceiling. Mm -hmm. So if that's the case, right? Like we're all probably operating somewhere in the police is like 30% of yeah. what we're capable of doing. So instead of looking at it and going, well, you know, there's truth in both. Yes, that kid genetically is more gifted. Mm -hmm. And like, yes, he got bigger, you know, hit puberty sooner, all these other things. And he's just, a, you know, he's six foot at 13 years old. Like, great, right? And he's 200 pounds. Like, okay, yes, his capacity has a much higher level. I also know a bunch of kids that are that big that are terrible at baseball. Mm -hmm. So you get all those things together, right? But And also, too, like, with that kid, like, you know, we have plenty of kids in here that are really big, but they also work really hard. And when you get that that mixed together where they're really gifted and they're willing to put in all that work and they have that mindset and they have like, you know, that grounding, that foundation, all these things, you start to see some special outlier stuff. But when we look at these things where it's like this or that, right? And we get on that spectrum, everything needs context. Everything is gray, mm -hmm. right? And um, while there is some things and some advantages that somebody has uh, over you, like me and Taylor were talking about this yesterday. I think this is an important point. Um, is also uh, another like spiritual thing of like grabbing with it is like when we start looking at other people's gifts 
right? And then we start envying what mm -hmm. they have. We start to devalue the gifts that we have. We have, yep. Right? And so and when you get into that comparison, you get in that comparison place and go, well, yeah, but he's six foot. Well, it's like, okay, well, Altuve's not, mm -hmm. right? Like, and he has special gifts that that, that Stanton doesn't have, mm -hmm. right? And, and, and God has spread, spread his glory into each one of us that we all have different gifts that are from him that, you know, again, on the same way that, that represent, um, you know, that represent God, right? And all these ways that we can, and again, maybe too, like, for example, God didn't make me to be the top hitter in the world, mm -hmm. right? But he's gifted me with a bunch of things of where I can serve, right? Mm -hmm. Where I can give um, and, and, and feed the community and have, you know, and express his glory in a very different way, right? Mm -hmm. And so if, what if I didn't embrace those gifts that he, give, he gave me and instead I was over there, you know, crying at the door that he closed in the hallway mm -hmm. um, that I thought that my destiny was for me to be the greatest hitter to ever, you know, the ba greatest baseball player to ever play, right? Like that wasn't my journey. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't mean that there isn't that I wasn't gifted or that I that there isn't things that I can in my own skill sets that are, I have a really high capacity in that area mm -hmm. that that other guy might not have. Right. So um, we also got to, you know, be open to those like those other things. And I think that that's huge. Um, it's just understanding that is like, you know, it's OK to celebrate where somebody else is really gifted. Like, dude, like it's great that you're the four hitter and you can yeah. hit home runs. I'm also really good at moving guys over. I'm yeah. also a really good teammate. I'm also on, you know, like mm -hmm. I also have. um you know, again, like the other guy, he might be a really good hitter, but maybe on the, on the other note of that too, as well, like, um, his self-worth is like super low. Right. And he doesn't really love himself very much. And mm. again, like all these other things. And like, even though I'm sitting the bench, like everybody loves being around me, I'm a great mm. teammate, all these other things. And that might lead into a whole nother arena of my life. Mm -hmm. I might be a crazy good insurance guy. Mm -hmm. Right. I might be a stupid, good 12 U coach. Mm. Right. I might be I might change lives in so many millions of different ways. And maybe I'm an amazing artist. Maybe I'm all these other things. And I think about this like with my nephews and stuff all the time, like people ask me, like, why like training, uh, training him or something, training my nephews. I'm like, I don't care what they do. They could take up like my one nephew, like that boy be hitting his Jackson five moves like, oh, the one I hit with an uppercut. I hit him with the Jackson five. Boom. I hit, you know, all the things. But it's just like it. having that with them is just being like, hey, like he loves to dance. Hmm. Do your thing, little Michael Jackson. Like do, do move, baby. Like do what you want to do. I don't care. Like that's awesome. Support you to go do your thing. Like you don't need to play baseball. Like mm -hmm. who cares? Right. Like everybody has their own gifts and like sports is only one arena of that. Right. So like I love baseball. I love these other things. I also really love business. That's mm -hmm. one area that God gifted me in. And also on the other end of that, it's like how my brain really works. But also too, I put a ton of effort into it. I'd read a mm -hmm. ton of books. I talked to a lot of people. Like I've been mentored for a ton of people like in that other area. And again, it doesn't mean that just because I at baseball that that like I, that didn't go to the skyrocket thing that all of a sudden that my whole life is you know worthless mm -hmm. right or, or X Y and Z. So I think that that's also just like a, a big place there too. Is just like yeah, like we're all gifted in you know different ways and like mm -hmm. um, you know I think that that's a a, a huge a piece. And I want to make sure too. I was just thinking about that. Make sure that we answered straight up. But yeah. anyways, you got in comments. Yeah, there. no, it's actually funny. It's like kind of a little tangent but i saw this like, podcast clip with shack in it and they asked him like is there any things that you like wish you could do that you can't do because you're shack like you're just big and he was like yeah skydive can't skydive too big they don't make parachutes to handle shack it was like you know so is shack ever going to be the best skydiver like no but also too like he, you know he doesn't prioritize it that's not something that that he values right? yeah and then too it's like that actually it, you know funny it's just how my brain works and instantly i go to that documentary of uh 
the Redeem team on Netflix uh, with like LeBron and um, Kobe and that whole crew that that played that was like supposed to be, you know, as good, if not better than, you know, the Michael Jordan team, the dream team. Um, and it's like, you know, LeBron's more physically inclined than me and you to play basketball mm -hmm. for sure. Right. Yes. Athletically, size wise. Absolutely. Yeah. But also, too, at that point in his career, not that LeBron didn't work hard in comparison to some people. Yeah. But there's that story in there where they like they all come back from the club and then Kobe's going to the gym at 4 a.m. And they're mm -hmm. like, where are you going? He goes to the gym. And it's like that was like a big light bulb moment for Bron. And mm -hmm. then like from that point on, like would LeBron have had the longevity and the quality of career for as long as he had mm -hmm. if he didn't look at that and be like, you know, it's like would LeBron have had the 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 success over that period of time if he wouldn't have seen that and then made also do valued that and that priority uh, became a priority to him to now start investing in his career like you know we talk about it all the time how much he spends to take care of his body and how yeah. much you know he's obviously in multiple businesses and wants to become an owner and he's trying to be you know help his kids go to college and like help communicate um, with the front office like you know he also values other things and he's even come out and said that like you know for sure I want to win another championship but also to like I want my kid to go to USC and be successful and, and enjoy his time there and you know I want to be an owner one day and I want to learn how to communicate with people better and like I want to be a leader I want to be I want to be someone that can then point people in these directions and run a whole system um, and but but again for him uh, you know yes he's more physically inclined but would he have reached you know as close to his ceiling as he has now without working hard and doing all this, you know, uh, investing in himself and mm -hmm. putting the right investing people. Investing in his gifts. Yeah, yeah, right? It's like, no, probably not. You know, and, sure. and none of us know how far he could have gotten or would have gotten without yeah. putting in that work. But that's also, it's like, uh, you know, when you always say like, hard work's a prerequisite. Yeah. You know, it's like, absolutely, LeBron was physically gifted, but without all of the time, effort, investing in his gifts, the, the work, yeah. Would he be what he is now? And, Maybe not. And and the transfer. There's there's also the transfer of this. All the work that I put into what I thought was baseball, I was actually putting into myself. Mm. And then God used that to it was preparing me for what he was bringing me into, mm -hmm. right? That that working hard and all those other things like I'm like, man, I'm doing all these other things and I'm not seeing these results. Well, I was looking at the I was I was the wrong scorecard. I was looking at the wrong uh scoreboard. Right. Yeah. Where I was like, what was actually being and what my results were. My results were is how it was developing my brain, developing my character, who I was going to be, how I was, how resilient I was becoming. All of these things that were going to be in the makeup of what I would need and what I need to access later on. We don't know. Right. Mm. But we also know that these habits like I can't tell you exactly if you go and do this and if you do this little perfect algorithm that all of a sudden you're going to go and be the best player in the world. Like, no, no, no. Like, I'm not the designer. Right. I'm not. Mm. I, I'm not those sort of things like those are expectations and these things that we put on ourselves is like, you know, trying to be God there. Right. At the end of the day of getting back into that 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 place of is like, hey, like when I invest in myself foundationally, get back to our roots. When I invest in myself, good things happen. When I invest in myself, things like are going to play out in certain ways that I can't even imagine right now, right? Like, again, we might not see it day to day. We might not, we might even be, be able to evaluate like what's going on and like we're not very good awareness wise, right? And we're, that's a journey or it's a spectrum like that we can gain more awareness on and like what's actually being developed at certain times. But like, for example, there is a lot of things that we do now, right? Not not now, uh, just like a lot of things that I can see now that um, we used to train 
And I had no idea why it was so effective. Mm -hmm. Now I have a better idea of why it's so effective because mm -hmm. it takes care of so many different things when we do this one drill or doing whatever. At the time, I just knew it worked, right? I'm like, man, yeah, I like to go to this or I like to go to that or whatever, right? And I think it's the same thing, you know, obviously too as well, like when we go into those other areas, it's like, hey, like, again, investing in yourself is, it, 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 you don't know where it's going to pay off. You don't know when, you don't know all these other things, but like the wrong thing to do is just not invest in yourself, mm -hmm. right? Like, and, and, and like I said, you can just get way better at something. For example, you might not ever be and most likely won't be the LeBron in any area of life, mm -hmm. right? You might not be the LeBron in any area of life, but it doesn't mean you can't play Division One baseball or it doesn't mean that you can't go to college and play baseball and it doesn't mean that you can't do this. And it doesn't mean that you can't do that. It doesn't mean that you can't maximize all those other things. And again, like that's okay. Right. You don't know where it's going to pay off. You don't know where it's going to, it's going to go into. Maybe it's going to make you a better father. Maybe it's going to make you a better brother. Maybe it's mm -hmm. going to make you all those other things. Maybe it's just going to bring you peace to know you put everything you put into it and you can transition later in your life. Like it doesn't matter. Right. But again, that's the difference between being like process driven, right. Comparatively to being like, oh, I'm just doing this so I can get this result. And if that result mm -hmm. doesn't happen, then what's the point of even doing this? Mm -hmm. Right. It's just a very different mindset, like around stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No. And then also too, to go back to some of the, like the more numerical stuff, because I know we got on a tangent. It's like, yeah. absolutely. Yes. Like from force play data to kinematics to, you know, bat speeds to ball flight. Like there's a lot of information, um, you know, that also would take up a whole podcast to go over all of that yeah. how to train it and and also too it's like it's very gray at times like yes we train it but there's also 10 different cues or 50 different drills to that get we there. go to to get yeah. there right that's why we use yeah. that's why we have so many products that's why we use so many different things that's why we use yeah. so many products that are have nothing that again we didn't develop or mm -hmm. we didn't do whatever it's like well, i'll use whatever works every mm -hmm. cue that works and like again going back straight to that question and that's why i wanted to get back to too is like with it he's probably like he's like how the hell we get here um but no like just getting to that same thing is like yes there is things that the best in the world do better like mm. they have better breaks right like the best hitters in the world we can measure it kinematically we can measure it from force plate data again maybe the, again the whole industry is trying to catch up with that right but when it comes into mm. like it's easily measurable right and again at the top levels we already do it that's why we train the way that we do um yes on the same side of that the best hitters in the world tend to hit the ball harder uh you know tend to on the on the same side of that be really consistent uh with how they move and have you know a lot more efficiency than hitters that don't hit as well and things like that right like we can train all of those things mm -hmm. but with that being said too as well um um obviously there's differences compared to um, you know, what level, what's so important at this time in their age, all those other things. Yeah. Um, and again, like it's not a perfect algorithm, like do this, this, and this, and then all of a sudden everything's gonna be great. It's like, we're exploring with every person how we can get to some of those places. Mm -hmm. Um, and then like, we have a whole bunch of methods to try to get there. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, no, for sure. And definitely too, like you said, like understanding your situation is super important. I mean, you know, we have speeds and velos that we see that pro guys hit. And then you have a high schooler that wants to hit that number. And it's like, well, yeah, cool. That's a good goal. But like you're 15, you know, mm -hmm. this guy's 30 years old and it's 230 pounds. Like, yeah. are you going to hit the ball that hard as often as he does? Probably not. And yeah. two, he does it for a living. For like sure. you play baseball two hours, a, you know, a day, four days a week in high school ball. Like for sure. You know, and so there's definitely like 
perspective wise and your situation can influence some of like, and, you know, KPIs for those kids too. But. Yeah. And I was going to say, for example, like that's why also on the other end, if there was just some general program that we could throw together to get people to their peak excellence, like mm. first off, then everybody would be at their peak yeah. excellence and the new peak excellence would be a different, <laughs> like it would just, yeah. the whole thing would move up. Right. So the whole point is like, that's why we individually program for all of our hitters. That's why I can't just roll out some general thing and go, just do this, 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 and this, and you'll be amazing. Like, no, like it could help and send you in a general direction, right? It's just like a shameless plug, like what we're doing with Farm Plus right now. Mm -hmm. Is it's better just than doing nothing to move down to that. But also too, like specialty wise, like when we're working with somebody in person, right? Like I'm figuring out and you're figuring out, right? And Nicole's figuring out, we're figuring out what that player needs mm -hmm. to get them to their peak right, of where we can get them and how we can search it down. But with that being said, too, we're exploring with them. There isn't a perfect, you know, again, we're, we have the plan is everything, the plan is nothing. We come up with a way, we come up with a tactic, we come up with something uh, to try to get us closer towards where we want to go, and we try it. If it doesn't work, we change it. And mm -hmm. again, we keep developing that. And then I go back and watch video, just like a player should be doing, right? Like mm -hmm. the same process, right? And I'm watching video, mm-hmm. This is something I think is really holding me back. Let's go and try to do something to work on that tomorrow. I might have to come up with a drill. Maybe I can access an old drill that I've used that's worked for people in the past that have a similar movement pattern mm -hmm. or have similar, you know, thought processes, how their brain works, all that stuff. And that's where the experience and like wisdom comes in of like, you know, knowing what to use and when and all, you know, all of those mm -hmm. things. Um, and again, to cut down on that, cut down on that learning curve or, you know, just from experience. Now on the same side of that. Am I the answer for everybody and know the perfect answer for everybody on these things? No, mm. I just have a little bit more experience. And because I have the, the experience and like the makeup or whatever that can help like somebody get closer to that. Um, I always talk about, it's like, it's not that like, it's like a surgeon. It doesn't make that like surgeons never make a mistake, right? The top surgeon in the world is just a little better than everybody else. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think of that on the same way that is like thinking about that as a coach, as you're learning and getting you know better as a coach, my goal is not to be the best hitting coach in the world. Right. It's, I'm just want to learn. Mm -hmm. Like it's it's a it's a it's a goal that I can never check off other than a process like I'm doing that day in and day out uh rather than it being, you know, this or that or mm -hmm. whatever. Yeah. I yeah. know agreed. Yeah. Good. Okay. Um no, yeah. So we that's good. We should, we probably should do like with um, questions like that all the time from people and I got this little broadcast channel going so now you know we respond I might start a discord hey. we'll see how it goes but um, in any case yeah no there's so many questions so many different rabbit holes that we can go down um, and again like all of those could have been podcasts by themselves we just yeah. got content for the next uh, you know uh, 30 years if we did podcasts like that I know um, right <laughs> so good but uh, okay well let's, let me pray us out before we get going Tanky make sure you get your prayer, prayer uh, pause ready okay uh, dear Father thank you so much for this time that we spent today, uh, together God um, help us just be open to exploring what you the gifts you've given us god not not to be fall into the temptation of comparison um and to uh really lean into one to celebrating the gifts that you've given others and also to to celebrate our own gifts as well god uh let us lean into your abundance let us lean into um all the ways that you've gifted um gifted every single person uh god um your enemies your uh your 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 confidants like all all of us god just that we we lean into that um we have gratitude with that and you break down the barriers between us and you and we pray all these things in jesus mighty name amen, amen. well until next time farm system out